This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Hello there, hi all ya, it's uh, Kevin Riley here and welcome to Irish Time here on the Mano 2 People's Radio in Palmerston North. Um, all I'm going to do now is read out a wee bit of news and bits and pieces that straight off the press as it were from uh, Ireland, both North and South. Well, we'll start with this, what is it? Irish government agrees to cost of living package. Uh, at a glance, it says the Irish government has announced a more targeted cost of living package. It includes 400 million euros to be allocated for social protection measures. Payments include a, a 100 euro uh, lump sum to, for child benefit. We used to have that in New Zealand, remember? Child benefits, and it was wiped out by, I think it was the National Party or else, uh, uh, you know, the free market people, Richard Preble and his colleagues, and they just got rid of it. Um, and it was only money that women actually got, you know. It was addressed to them. It wasn't waiting to depend on their husbands or partners. It was a shame. It's never been, uh, you know, come back. Anyway, the, uh, the Prime Minister also confirmed that there will be an additional €200 uh, euro for energy payments in May. Uh, the Irish government has agreed to target a cost of living along with some universal benefits. Uh, what does it say here? Among the measures are 100 lump sum for uh, child benefit payments, like we just mentioned, and 100 extra for the back-to-school clothing programme and footwear, and a footwear allowance as well. An extra 200 will be paid in April to people in receipt of the working family payment, lone parents, low-income families, and those with a disability on disability payments. There will be a 200 euro bonus payment for pensioners. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, but the Taoiseach, the Prime Minister, confirmed that there will uh, will not be an additional 200 euro energy payment in May, and this will be reconsidered in the next budget. He added that 9% VIT rate on gas and electricity, which is due to increase at the end of the month, is being retained. So that'll be uh, interesting to see how it goes, because power is a big, big issue there, the cost of electricity and gas. And talking about sort of governmental things, this is about employment or unemployment in this case. This is from the Irish Times. Google is set to cut 240 jobs from its Irish workforce as part of its global move, uh, which is will lose up to 6% of staff and thousands and thousands of people around the planet. Uh, the cuts are coming from sales, where 85% are going, um, 85 in uh, front bench and engineering, and 75 from support functions, whatever that means. The overall Irish figure is 4.3% uh, reduction, which is le- uh, lower than the 6% that's been applied worldwide, but still a big reduction. Uh, Google staff were informed there on Wednesday morning, however, the company has not yet told individual staff who will be leaving the company as consultations are still ongoing. There may be some small, small number of additional redundancies at the Irish Google Cloud Unit, a separate entity that looks after the cloud business in Europe, the Middle East and Africa. In response to job losses, uh, the Prime Minister uh, said that the Minister of Enterprise and Trade, Sam McCovery, was engaging with the tech sector at the highest levels. 
He also pointed out that despite the recent spate of job losses, many people were working in the sector, more people now working there than there were two or three years ago. Which is good, you know, but uh, unemployment is still bad. Staff at the Irish Business have been waiting to hear about their fate after Peyton Company Alphabet announced in January that it would cut up to 12,000 jobs globally. The cuts were expected to affect all areas of and regions of the business. The Financial Services Union, which represents some of the Google staff, said it was a difficult and worrying day for employees. The union called on the company to avoid compulsory redundancies and to put in place a voluntary package that reflect the work and dedication of staff and also to protect staff on work visas who may be required to return to, uh, you know, the previous un- dodgy situations in their home countries, you know, precarious is the word. Uh, Google staff had uh, contributed hugely to the success of the company, and we expect this will be recognised when the consultation progress starts, said Gareth Murphy, head of the industrial relations and campaigns with the, within the union. Google is a highly profitable company with loyal and dedicated staff. The consultation process needs to be transparent and explore fully any options to migrate, migrate against and reduce redundancies. Meanwhile, Sinn Féin is seeking a briefing from uh, uh, the Minister on the job losses in Google and in the wider tax sector. And Louise O'Reilly, the party's enterprise spokeswoman, told uh, the Irish Times that she had asked the committee to consider the matter. We will be seeking a briefing paper from the department. While many workers are securing alternative employment, and it's welcome and others are, while others are engaged in this work, government needs to look at whether there is a pattern to the job losses and how many people are being re- re-employed. Within the sector, Labour leader Ivana Batik said uh, job losses would impact her Dublin Bay South constituency, where the surge giant has a significant presence. And her sympathies are with those who are affected. I, I acknowledge that the staff have to be informed and that Google have notified the minister and indeed, they have also informed public, uh, local public representatives, including myself. Google employs about f- 5,500 people directly in the Republic of Ireland, with an additional 14,000 contact contract and temporary workers. It has invested billions in Ireland in the 20 years, and that's true, and includes more than $1.5 billion in the last five. Staff in the United States were informed of the cuts shortly after the initial announcement, but employment laws here meant the process would take longer. So there you go. That's uh, quite a number of jobs that are gone. But, uh, you know, the amount of money they've invested over the years is phenomenal. And what else What else we got here? This is an arrest has been made, all right? Major update in former GAA Legends 1 million cancer scam. That's the Gaelic Athletic Association. This guy's an athlete. A former uh, star, GAA star, is being quizzed tonight over an alleged 1 million uh, uh, euro donation fraud. The sports star was arrested in the south of Ireland this morning as being questioned in the police station. He is being held on suspicion of committing acts of fraud and deception. The Irish son uh, can reveal that the man was arrested after leaving a medical facility. He is being held in the southeast of the country and can be held there for 24 hours. Detectives are proving whether the well-known athlete got cash donations through false pretenses. It has been claimed that the man obtained money by telling people he had a medical condition. Uh, Guardi are probing whether he sought money for treatment, which uh, he did not have. It's believed that uh, he may have been given, been given up to one million in donations. Uh, the Guardi are still working out to put a figure on the, the actual amount of money that was you know, changed hands. 
large number of wealthy business people were reportedly approached. A number of others have told the police that they were uh, asked for money but did not give any. And the Irish Sun can reveal that more, more people are also coming forward to the police to make statements in relation to this man. The Guardian investigation has been held by a local team of detectives, which has also consulted with the specialists from the, uh, the Police Bureau of Fraud Investigations. Statements have been taken from a number of alleged victims and searches have been carried out. The man was still being detained, detained last night. A uh, police spokesperson uh, said Guardian in the Eastern Region have arrested a male in relation to an ongoing investig- investigation into an alleged fraud. Uh, he is um, being probed after seeking financial uh, financing help from people under the pretense that he needed the cash for cancer treatment. So he's a, a bad egg at the end of the day. I mean, he's just a thief. And talking about other people who are dodgy. This is uh, another athlete. This time it's a woman. Uh, convicted fraudster Katrina Carney, is, uh, she's in custody tonight after investigators arrested her on suspicion of breaching company law. The mayor has confirmed that uh, Ms. Carney, 44, was arrested by officers from um, the Independent Corporate Enforcement Authority. Sources have confirmed that the former hockey international um, was arrested by investigators from the authority, which is an independent body that enforces company law. And, um, and that's what it was all about, sort of, you know, just being dodgy. She was the only uh, director of this particular company that was sort of defrauded the, the people, really. The bank claimed that the company was, what the term was, an authorised company. That's just her company. The bank said in a statement, Connie Asset Estates uh, Limited is an English registered company having its registered office at, uh, in London. Katrina is the only is the sole director of uh, the particular company. The central bank believes um, the company is holding itself out as a person whose business consists wholly and partly of providing credit directly to a relevant person, but it holds no authorization under the central bank as a re- retail credit organization. As a criminal offence from an authorised firm or person to provide financial services in Ireland that would require an authorisation order, uh, the relevant legislation. Customers should check the, the central bank register on it to find out uh, who they are dealing with. The, the probe is a separate to a criminal investigation. Uh, the Bureau is investigating an alleged mortgage scam here. Complaints, uh, complaints have led she took hundreds of thousands of euro from people in financial difficulty and promising them secure new deals to keep their homes. What a what a bad person. She has been accused of uh, scamming dozens of people out of hundreds of thousands of euro by offering uh, to pay debt for, from their mortgage. But in February uh, this year, she received an eight months or last year rather, she received an eight month sentence for fraud. She was convicted of altering a cheque she received from a client. And the cheque was for six, just under seven thousand euro, and had been written out to revenue, but she changed it so it was available and was put into her bank account. So this woman is forty four, and hopefully she goes to prison for some considerable time because robbing people with uh, you know struggling to pay mortgages is scandalous. I mean, it is. It's just outright theft, you know, full stop. No matter what, I'm trying to do that. I'm doing my favour. She wasn't. And this is something I found of interest. Mary Lou MacDonald, the leader of Sinn Féin, down there in Dublin, uh, her husband, Shane Ross, uh, has... I uh, know her husband is suing a guy called Shane Ross. 
uh, following his biography of the Sinn Féin leader. Uh, Mary Lude's uh, husband is taking legal action against a former cabinet minister and uh, a publishing company. The legal proceedings were filed just by solicitors acting on behalf of Martin Lonigan against Ross and publisher Athletic Books, which last year published uh, Ross' book, Mary Lou MacDonald, A Republican Riddle. Uh, previously, McDonald stated that every citizen has a right to defend their good name after it was reported uh, last year that solicitors acting on behalf of Mr. Lincoln had issued Ross with a legal letter uh, com- you know, com- complaining about the book, having concerns about it. Speaking to the journal, uh, Shane Ross said that he and his solicitor will defend any legal action uh, taken over the biography. Robustly is the word he used. When I wrote the book, I offered to interview Mir- uh, Martin Logan and Mary Lou. And I am reiterating that offer now, noting that the public had a right to ask questions of its politicians. Following the publication of the book, MacDonald told reporters that she and her husband have a mortgage on their family home after the book had raised questions about high renovations on it were purchased. Asked about the threat of legal action when it was first reported last year, MacDonald said, Obviously our system relies on two things, freedom of expression, freedom of the press, and also the right of every citizen to defend and vindicate their good name. My husband is a private citizen, and I think those uh, rights for private citizens are especially important. The journal this afternoon said that we'd not be commenting on the matter. That's Sinn Féin, the party. Uh, last June, when asked about a separate High Court uh, defamation proceedings against uh, Radio, t- uh, Radio Television, MacDonald also said that there was no binary between freedom of the press and individuals' right to defend their reputation. That the case is, uh, is an interview that aired on the, the radio in February in which a reporter made reference to Sinn Féin and the IRS historic handling of abuse allegations. Freedom of the press is very important. It's a cornerstone of our democracy and it needs to be defended. And I don't regard that and the right of an individual to defend their reputation on a zero-sum game. I don't think it's one or the other. And beyond that, I will not stray because it is now a matter for the courts, McDonald's has said at a press conference. And good on her, I think, whatever this guy said or did not say, it's important that, you know, the public get to hear about it, those who are interested. And what I've got here, this is Tesco, where you were talking about the cost of living here and sort of the lack of food in which it will be, well, you know, the reality of this cyclone. Gabriel will head home in a few weeks, I reckon. You know, it's hard to get uh, vegetables, etc., etc., because of the total devastation in the Hawks Bay and Tarafide. It's going to be really, really, you know, prices will go up. It's as simple as that. We're all in for a, a more difficult time. And we all have, we're all in this together, literally, you know, because this is going to take years, if not decades, to get that part of the country back on its feet. These capers in big trouble. Thanks to an act of God, really, Mother Nature. Uh, Tesco's is the largest supermarket that reduced limits on food, of, of uh, sales of certain fruit, vegetables due to be due to the shortage of fresh produce. It follows similar moves by Adi, Asta, and Morrison's, with other supermarkets are also facing the same problem because of extreme weather. Tesco is putting limits on three per, uh, per customer on the sale of tomatoes, peppers, and cucumbers. Sainsbury's uh, and Marks and Spencer have not reduced any limits yet. 
uh, prices of empty shells, you know, pictures of empty shells, rather, various supermarkets that have been circulating on social media in recent days. The shortage are largely the result of extreme weather in Spain and North Africa, which has affected harvests, according to the UK government. Significant proportion of the fruit and veggies consumed by the UK at this time of year come from these regions. The British Retail Consortium, which represents supermarkets, says the shortage are expected to last a few weeks maybe longer, until UK growing season gets underway and shops find alternative sources of produce. Tesco, Britain's largest grocer, said it was introducing limits as a precautionary measure to ensure customers could get the produce they needed. It said the limits applied to uh, loose fruit and vegetables and to produce, uh, and to produce so- and produce sold in packs. Uh, crop yields in southern Spain have been hit by unusually cold weather, while in Morocco they have been affected by floods. Everywhere you go, floods. Storms uh, there have also led to ferries being delayed or cancelled, transporting those goods. UK also gets some produce at this time of year from domestic, uh, domestic growth from the, uh, the Netherlands. But farmers in both countries have cut back on their use of greenhouse, greenhouses to grow winter crops due to higher electricity prices. It's just a circle of, you know... Bad news, completely bad news, you know, just kind of imposing on itself. A uh, spell of heat waves in uh, 2022 led to the fourth warmest UK summer on record. And Tim O'Malley, managing director of Nationwide Produce, one of the UK's largest fresh food producers, said Britain, British carrots, parsnips, cabbages and cauliflower have been affected by the poor weather. He said on Tuesday there, were, there may be price rises as a result of shortages in the coming weeks. So I think that's a foregone conclusion. Mr. O'Malley, I think that's kind of people are wised up to that. A equals B, etc., etc. Olive oil is another product which has been hit extremely hard by the weather. Uh, and, uh, you know, supermarkets have seen, you know, prices surge in recent months. We go to the supermarket to try and get our stock for the next day, and we just see empty shells, overturned crates. There's nothing left that we try to get out of the stock, and it's just impossible to get more brought, more new stock. Life is going to get tougher for many people. You know, they're going to have alternative ways of cooking without vegetables. And also, the Brexit question has come in yet over uh, you know Britain pulling out and having problems with. Uh, you know, getting stuff brought into the country with more checks and services being required and all. And now we've got, I find this really sad, but it's, uh, it happened. Uh, bishop killing, housekeeper's husband arrested in relation to the killing of an Irish bishop in Los Angeles. Following a six-hour state of a man arrested by police in relation to the killing of an Irish bishop in Los Angeles there on Saturday is the husband of the victim's housekeeper and had previously done work at his home, according to authorities. Arch, uh, auxiliary Bishop Donald O'Connell, David O'Connell rather, was fatally shot in the bedroom of his home uh, in an unincorporated community about 30 miles east of downtown Los Angeles. SWAT team arrested Carlos Mendina following a six-hour standoff at his home about 55 miles, uh, 55 k's rather, southeast of Hazina Heights, I think is how you pronounce that, on Monday, Los Angeles uh, sheriffs have said. Police went to his home at 2 a.m. and a siege ensued and told me to give himself up at around 5. Mendina was linked to the king of another after police recovered surveillance footage from a neighbouring home of his SUV and driver of Bishop O'Connell's house at the time of his murder. 
Police also received tip off from a member of the public who claimed that Nunes had been acting irrationally and had made comments about uh, O'Connell, 69, owing him money. However, Sheriff Luna added that the, the motive for the killing remains still under investigation. He said no evidence of forced entry would find that the Archdiocese owned uh, property and two firearms recovered by detectives at the, at the home had been sent for ballistic te- analysis. Sheriff Luna also confirmed that Medina's wife, who was not working at O'Connell's home that day, was uh, cooperating with Detective. The bishop's body was found by Deacon after he failed to turn up at a meeting just blocks away from his home at the, uh, the Catholic Church, the local Catholic Church. So that's, uh, I'm always kind of sad when I hear about some priests getting sort of, you know, murdered like that. And now for something completely different. Van Morrison, okay, I, I became an activist against King COVID. Van Morrison has revealed why he has moved to Penn, Penn a song taking him, taking him at the government over the handling of the COVID-19 pandemic in his new album. The celebrated Northern Irish uh, musician courted controversy during the pandemic for protesting against lockdown before labelling then Northern Ireland Health Minister at, at Robin Swan, a dangerous man. Mr. Swan has subsequently mounted legal actions against uh, the brown-eyed singer, girl, you know, Van the Man, which led to a controversy from Morrison over comments made by Mr. Swan. In an article in Rolling Stone magazine, based on a rare and wide-ranging interview with singer-songwriter Billy Bragg in Mojo magazine, Sir Van's views on the pandemic have not softened. It was my response to King COVID. I got uh, triggered, smiling. I became an activist. I had I have one song on the new album, uh, Gov Don't Allow, where I it sort of highlight the issue. I mean, look at that party. The media knew what was going on, and they just they weren't even reporting it. Those people were saying, stay home and wash your hands, blah, blah, blah. Lock yourself up. While they were having parties, and the guy who put the sands together, he broke his own rules. Then Dominic Cummins said, oh, I just went for a drive. I just don't understand why people can get away with that. I was so annoyed at the, the hypocrisy of these uh, politicians. There was no club circuit, just local bands at the Strand Cinema. Then uh, That's in Belfast. Then uh, the scuffle groups played all uh, amateur, just like school kids. But Sir, Mara, uh, Sir Van mentioned to uh, Mojo, I got a gig with my scuffle band, the Spunks. Spinks. Spinks. Uh, Sputniks, sorry, Sputniks, Russia, Sputniks. And another uh, picture house called the Willowfield, playing uh, between films during the, the Saturday night Monday. This is in uh, Belfast, it's on the, the, the Woodstock Road. This is his youth that he's talking about here. Because I used to go to that cinema, the Willowfield. And I saw the Chris Barber Jazz Band and Ali Patterson, who was a school teacher. Up the road from uh, me and Newton Arts, and he was the first blues singer to come out of Northern Ireland. I was the second. Uh, while his friends lost interest, Van was in short employment, short-term employment, and ended up on the dole. Uh, his response was, "I want to sing." He, so he was invited to share his talents with classmates. This is when he was at school. So I started uh, being on a rhythm on the deck and I sang the Jerry Lee Lewis version of "Don't Be Cruel." Everyone claps, and the teacher said, "You know that was good." And so I went away happy. The 77-year-old shows no sign of slowing down with new songs bubbling to the surface. Sir Van uh, concluded, oh yeah, in fact I have to curb the writing because once I write stuff I want to go on and on and record it. So I have to curb it. Original stuff covers it. It's a mount- I've got a mountain of material. 
So there you go. I don't actually agree with that. You know, he thought it was, uh, you know, COVID was bad, but, you know, the government shouldn't have, should have left, let it run, which is, uh, you know, ridiculous. Thousands of people died in the UK and quite a high number in Northern Ireland. I mean, it was, I'm not, don't quote me on this, but I think it was around two, two and a half thousand people died and untold thousands who suffered. And this guy was kind of, you know, thought it was uh, okay, you know, but he was pissed off because he couldn't play. A couple of concerts were uh, knocked in the head in the Europa Hotel. I mean, that's just selfishness. Okay, and talking about sort of dancing and music, uh, Michael Flatley is all smiles as he make a rare appearance with his wife uh, amid cancer bottle recovery. Michael Flatley put his death, his death, his health worries aside as he stepped out to celebrate 25 years of Lord of the Dance. The Super Hoover, 64, was at the theatre there in Dublin for his famous Irish Dance Spectacular Coming Home event. And there's just photographs of him all over the place. The star who's recovering from cancer was uh, portrayed with his wife as he attended the opening night of the extravaganza. He told the Irish son, I am a fighter, I am like giving up on this, and I will beat this. And the star who recently made his acting debut in Blackbird told how he even hopes to make a new, a new movie. I have had a couple of offers and we will see how I'm feeling and where it goes from there. Once I get, I get back training and steadier on my feet, anything is possible. The star who became a sensation when he appeared in Riverdance told of his delight at seeing his own production mark a quarter of a century. I'm proud to be back in Dublin for the 25th anniversary. I have the greatest team of dancers. They are excited to be part of the Lord of the Dance. And everyone's single... Uh, Every single one of them is trained to the highest standards of dance, athleticism, and precision. Lord of the Dance is what came after River Dance, by the way. Anyway, that's about me for this week. So I will love you and leave you and have a good weekend, okay? And be kind to one another and enjoy, you know, the sun's come out here as I look out the window at the, you know, the studio here in Palmerston North. And uh, let's hope it stays, the rain stays away and put, you know, your thoughts towards those people in the, you know, the East Cape, you know, to Rafferty and Hawke's Bay and the Gisborne area. They're really in big trouble and they're supposed to, you know, keep on raining. They're going to need our help in every way possible and put them in your prayers. Okay? See you later. Bye. If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.npr.nz forward slash donate.